This is the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're sharing the Hamilton, Ontario point of view from businesses and entrepreneurship to life sciences and education to arts, culture and media. Hamilton is thriving and there are countless stories to be shared of the people, businesses and organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. Hi there, I'm Shivajit Ghosh. I go by JIT. I'm the CEO and founder of Phi Labs. I started my first company when I was a grad student at Virginia Tech, working on my PhD. Me and my co-founder and Phylabs, Shobik, who's in the next office, we uh, started a company called Nanospin. And uh, that was, I guess, my first foray into entrepreneurship. Then we went on to my second company, but like I've uh, done two startups before this. And what I realized in both of them was in the early days, it was very hard for us to find good technical talent to do product development. This is because for any tangible product, you need multiple types of skill sets. So if you're, for instance, building a calculator, you would need someone who knows electronics, someone who knows power systems, someone who knows a little bit about embedded system software, someone who knows ergonomics, someone who knows industrial design. And I just named like five different disciplines. And a startup founder cannot afford to hire five full-time people. So what we and most founders end up doing is hiring freelancers who would do the work under contract. But that poses a major problem. Freelancers are in general risky because they like to work on their own. They don't work very well together sometimes unless you're super lucky. And also a freelancer might, uh, halfway through the project, they might find a better gig somewhere. They might go away. So this is a problem I face in both startups and I have many friends who are startup founders, they go through the same thing every day. So about four years ago, while I was working at McMaster, I decided why not start a service within the university that solves this problem, creating a one-stop shop for product development needs for startups. That was the initial early days. We started around July 2016, initially as a small side hustle within the university. And we got very, very popular to a point where we felt confident enough to spin out from the university. So middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, when everybody was trying to figure out what's going to happen next, me and two of my co-founders who are my colleagues at the university, we quit our jobs and started this as a private company ourselves. Since then, we have gotten really popular. We have grown a fair bit. To this day, we have served about almost 100 startup founders. We have 28 people on our full-time staff right now, plus we always are lucky to work with very good co-op students from McMaster, Waterloo, Toronto, Ryerson, etc. For startup founders to go out there and look for resources uh, to build their product, there is many, many software development shops in the world, but the moment you go beyond software to do other things, there is almost nothing within the price point that a startup founder can afford. And so we, when I started this company, I was trying to solve this problem. I realized I had to create that one-stop shop aspect. So today we have six areas of practice. We do software development. We do AIML, uh, like algorithms development. We have an electronics team. We have a mechatronics team that is robotics. We have a team for industrial design, uh, which deals with uh, physical product design, mechanical and shop drawings for manufacturing of physical product. And we have a computational modeling team. 
finding good talent is one of the hardest things that we do. And it is also one of our secret sauces. This is a business model that would only work in areas such as Hamilton, which is part of the greater Toronto and Hamilton area, because we are within an hour's driving distance of what, like nine or 10 really good universities. They provide us a talent funnel. This is only true in like three other ecosystems in North America that I can talk, uh, speak of. Uh, so Boston, New York City, and Los Angeles, which is uh, the next logical expansion points. And that's why we started our second office in Los Angeles just three months ago. We've been in Hamilton serving the greater Toronto area for about 18 months now. And earlier this year, I was looking for what other markets in North America could really use our services. At the same time, what other markets in North America can give us the talent funnel uh, we need. Finding a user base is important, but we can serve anyone anywhere in the world from any, any of our offices uh, in the modern context. But finding a, a good talent funnel, that's not necessarily true the same way. You can't be in the middle of nowhere and expect people to come work for you. So Los Angeles was the obvious next choice for us. We have just a very small office right now that was started three months ago. We are hiring pretty aggressively, but so far, uh, like we have customers in the area we don't have any technical staff in the area yet. We are going to start on that probably late this fall. The phrase as a service was, I guess, first popularized by the concept of software as a service. In the old days, you used to have to buy, think about Microsoft Office. You would buy Microsoft Office, it would come in a CD that you would pick up at a Staples or order online and it would show up, install it, and once you bought the software, it was yours. You had to pay a price that was usually in uh, several hundred dollars. But as the world evolved, software got more and more complex. That model kind of transitioned into software as a service, or SaaS as we know it today, where you don't really buy the software, you pay for its use. And that's true even with the current model of Office. And uh, it applies to pretty much anything that you use out there today, whether they're a free service like Gmail or Facebook or whether they're a paid service like Adobe Creative Cloud. So the as-a-service as a uh, uh, phrase essentially refers to a type of service where instead of owning your thing, you only pay for what you're using. Think of Uber as opposed to owning a car. It's car as a service or transportation as a service. The same thing applies to what we do. So traditionally, a startup founder would have to hire their own team, which is the equivalent of owning their own product development team. That's expensive, and that comes with its uh, rigidities. Uh, like, you only get the skill sets of the people you hire. What we offer is innovation as, as a service. So they would hire their product development team to create innovations, but they would have to own the innovation delivery team. What we provide is a innovation as a service where you hire our team to the, do the innovation for you and you only pay for what you use. So just like uh, you know, the car, going back to the car and the Uber analogy, owning a car is great when all of your transportation needs are, say, from going from Hamilton to Toronto or going from your home to your work, which is less than 10 miles away. Whereas if you need to go from uh, your home to Toronto today and then from Los Angeles airport to downtown Los Angeles tomorrow and the day after you're going from say uh, Times Square in New York City to LaGuardia airport 
owning a car is not very relevant. A big company that can afford a lot of uh, and has can justify the use of it would own a fleet of cars. But for small companies, they would the founder would probably end up using Uber or a taxi service. That's the exact equivalent of what we do. Uh, so founders, they might uh, when they're in their product development phase, they might need a certain type of skill sets today and a different type of skill sets next week and a different type of skill set the week after. If hire or own their own team, they kind of get locked into the people that they've hired. Whereas with working as a service like ours, we have a fairly large team that's working on at least a dozen projects at any given time. And we can move and shuffle them around based on the need of the hour. We have done projects that are purely software applications such as an online examination portal where an AI proctor students as they're taking an examination. We've done projects which monitors, for instance, road or runway conditions to determine the safety. And this requires both hardware, which is like a camera system and software and, and AI that looks at the images to de determine whether a runway is safe for an airplane to land. We have worked on clean tech projects, which involve, for instance, monitoring water quality in specific uh, types of settings, especially agricultural settings. We have worked in medical device problems, especially uh, like some of the examples that come to mind would be uh, handheld medical probes that a clinician would use to do diagnostics in a clinic. We have done very close to, we've served about 90 something customers. So we have done a little over a hundred and something projects. Personally, I have two big passion areas. One of them is to do with uh, aviation. Uh, I've, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. I didn't have good enough vision for that. Uh, so I guess I uh, ended up playing a lot of flight simulators and combat flight simulators when I was a kid, as opposed to regular video games. But whenever there's a project that comes in that has anything to do with an aircraft or an airport, or also in that same vein, like transportation in general, for instance, trains, I love trains. Those excite me the most. But that being said, the idea of taking any idea and bringing it to life so that it becomes a commercial technology, that's a big passion of mine. Because every single thing we do changes lives in some way, shape, or form. And that's very meaningful to me and my existence personally. So MIP, the McMaster Innovation Park, formal relationship is that of a landlord-tenant, and I love that aspect of it. But the value of being at MIP goes way beyond that. This building is teeming with new ideas and new founders. So just by taking a walk in the hallway on my way to the washroom, for instance, I can bump into someone new. There's a forge and the innovation factory downstairs that's a magnet for local founders. There's a lot of events in this building that bring in founders and startups and people with great ideas. We capitalize on that a lot. We are kind of at the center of innovation in Hamilton. And one of the foci of innovation, so to speak, in the greater Toronto Hamilton region. Uh, uh, which is very important for us. And we do this wherever we go. So if, even in our Los Angeles area, we found a very similar ecosystem as the Bioscience LA incubator where we put our second office in. Uh, we, I don't think we'll ever be one of those tech companies that take up office in an industrial park where people have to drive to get to and there's like uh, parking lots that have like cars uh, going all the way to the horizon. That's not the culture of people who work here. That's not the culture of... 
uh, our customers. We like to be in a creative society and a creative community, and MIP is terrific for that. Our relationship to McMaster is kind of a parent-child in a way. Oh, it used to be. We're kind of a grown-up child at this point, where we love our parent, but we don't hang out with them every uh, every evening. But that being said, you know we are where we are because I got to prototype this idea or test out this concept while I was still at McMaster. I built the foundation of this as an operation within McMaster University. And then we spun out. Even post-spin-out, so there was a little bit of investment from the university to get us started, which was very well appreciated. It's uh, not often that the university gets to invest or university does invest in a company. And uh, beyond that, uh, like being close to a university does two very important things for us. One is it's a very steady talent pipeline. So at least half of our co-op student pipeline on, in any given term comes from McMaster. The rest are sprinkled across U University of Toronto, University of Waterloo, Guelph, uh, Ryerson, well, uh, Ryerson's called Toronto Metropolitan University now, and uh, York University, these are the ones that uh, jump up to uh, right now, but still more than half. And because of our heritage also, I'm pretty sure at least half of our uh, current team are either McMaster alumni or McMaster, former McMaster employees. So in the past 18 months, we have gone from the three co-founders to 28 people full-time on our team. Plus, I think we have seven co-ops this summer. We have just set up our second office in Los Angeles. We have served very close to 100 customers, 90-something uh, at this point. So that, I think, uh, was a huge accomplishment. Within the first year as a startup, we had seven digits in revenue. That was also... That's kind of unheard of from any startup. And uh, this year, we're probably going to more than double that revenue. So that's the history. Now, going forward, I think, you know, how I said, like, we're doubling our revenue base and al almost like 10 timing our team, which is not going to always happen. But this pace of growth is probably sustainable. I'm an optimist, but like uh, this pace of growth is going to be sustainable at least in the foreseeable future, I would say at least for the next five years, because there is a lot of founders and a lot of startups and a lot of prospective startups, you know, people who are called entrepreneurs these days, who have great ideas, but just because of the lack of access to talent, they can't affordably bring their ideas to life. The most important key ingredient for any startup or an entrepreneur is having a good grasp of a problem as long and there's a lot of people who know problems that need to be solved problems that are worth solving and when i say worth solving problems that people are paid for to get solved but there's not enough accessible technical talent because the big players the big tech companies of the world the goliaths so to speak suck up a lot of the tech talent in the world my goal with file labs is to create a sort of a universally accessible shared service as a resource that is available as a pool for people to draw from when they want to bring their great ideas to life. I love living in Hamilton. I've lived here for eight years now. I live right downtown, you know, in the part of Hamilton everybody else looks down upon. And I think Hamilton gets a bad rap for what it is. I've seen the demographic 
shift happening in downtown Hamilton. Most of my neighbors are ambitious professionals, much like myself. The new developments happening in the Hamilton waterfront, it's bringing in a whole new look to what Hamilton used to be. But that being said, so we are in Hamilton primarily because we spun out of McMaster. Like if I were to logically look at where an organization like ours should be, it would have probably based uh, downtown Toronto to serve the GTA, somewhere very close to Union Station. But that being said, uh, Hamilton's probably like where we are at Hamilton is a close second because Hamilton's very well connected to anywhere within the entire GTA or Southern Ontario, especially with the new GO train service. Uh, like most of our uh, uh, employees or like most of my, of my colleagues at Five Labs, uh, they are kind of of the new generation where they don't like to drive massive SUVs down highways. Uh, they would rather take a train everywhere. And I wish there was a train station that I could walk to from the MIP and there isn't. But there's a close second. There's a GO bus stop right at the doorstep of MIP that would take you to the GO station at Aldershot, which I think makes things accessible. Most of our team do not live in Hamilton. They commute, which is a shame. But, you know, with modern technologies, a lot of them don't have to do it every day. Only a handful of them do every day. So that's the employee aspect of it. From a community engagement aspect of it, it's the same thing. Like, I wouldn't call it just Hamilton, but the GTHA is a very thriving and very rapidly growing uh, region in general. And so being in Hamilton kind of helps because we are part of that. My advice to anybody who's looking to start a company is focus on your customer. Try to figure out who your customer is. There's been many formal names and formal processes to do that. Some call it customer discovery. There's the lean launchpad concept. But my advice always, and I've learned this the hard way, is that if you know who your customer is going to be and what problem you're solving for them, everything else will fall into place. If you don't do that, if you just work on a piece of fancy gadget or technology and then go out and look for a customer, there is a, and I've, I've done made this mistake before, there's a big chance you're gonna fail. Going back to what I was saying is, uh, the whole point of founding Phylabs was that the startup founder now can now dedicate most of their mental bandwidth on finding the customer, validating the customer, while someone else, such as Labs, takes care of developing a product for them. All they have to do is figure out what the problems and articulate them well enough to Labs. I say all they have to do, that's not easy. That's the hardest part of starting a startup is to figure out who the, who the customer is going to be. Using technology to solve the problem once you have an, I discovered a problem that's worth solving, that's the easy part. So we at Labs do the easy part for the founders. Just like you know, accounting firms do, and law firms do, and banks do, and we're kind of another service provider in the market. So that's what Phylabs is all about. It's about uh, making technical product development a lot more accessible to the everyday founder. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, go to povhamilton.com.